Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Offensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? All right, we're joined once again this week by Razorback offensive lineman Joshua Braun. Thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. And Josh, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I know it's been quite of a, a weekend, and there's a lot to unpack, of course, from what happened this weekend. But we got, just got to start with, of course, the big news of the Razorback offensive coordinator, Dan Enos, being relieved of his duties and you being on the offense and being a starter on this team just – Kind of walk us through that that process and kind of what was your reaction to hearing the news that uh, they're going to be moving on from Dan Enos for the rest of the season? I mean, it's unfortunate. Um, in, in his time here, uh, I've got to know him. Um, he's a great guy. Uh, at the end of the day, he's a human being. He has a family. He has a mortgage. He has to pay the bills. And so let's not lose sight of the fact that he is a human being. He's another person that has to live life. And now he has to move um, wherever his life's in turmoil. So I feel for him in that regard. Um, but from a team standpoint, I support coach Pittman and his decisions hundred percent. I believe he's taken us in the right direction. <clears throat> and I hope that our on-field product displays that uh, two Saturdays from now. Well, and I know that, of course, uh, you know, in the process of a player, you know, you kind of go in through, you know, a season with the coaches and the philosophy and everything. But for when you, you found out the news, just what was that like? Was it something that Coach Pittman came in and, and talked to everybody? Just what was that uh, moment and walk us through what all went down? In this day and age, um, it's very hard to keep news like that under wraps. I spoke with some of my, my teammates and the, the players that he was directly in contact with were made aware before the public. Um, I actually, my dad found out before me, so he let me know. I was actually in Walmart with my wife doing some shopping because it's the bye week and shopping is one of those things you don't get to do very much in the football season. It's, it's something that I like to do. Um, yeah. So we went to Walmart. I was picking up some steaks to grill and my dad texted me the news and then we checked out, went to the car, called him, talked about it. And then um, just spent the rest of the day talking to the rest of the office blind and making sure everyone was in the right headspace going into the bye week. So what would you say is, is the headspace that everybody's in right now? Cause I'm sure that that's a difficult thing. And, you know, of course the, we'll talk about the game against Mississippi state, but uh, just obviously trying to keep everything together and keep everybody you know, moving forward, still playing for some, just where, where, where's the team at just from you speaking with your teammates, especially on the offensive side mm -hmm. of the ball. None of us ever thought we'd be in this position going into the bye week um, I mean, no one starts the season saying, all right, we're going to go two and six. Let's do this thing. Yeah. So <clears throat> we're, we're all very disappointed. Um, I feel we as an offense feel embarrassed for the product we put on the field this past weekend. And just going forward, one of the things I've learned through my time in college football, because this will be the 
second, technically third, but second big coaching change um, that I've been a part of as a player. It, it sort of feels like once the coaching change is made midseason, a whole second season begins. And so we had the pre-bye week season, which was abysmal from an offensive standpoint. And now we have Coach Guyton, who's the interim OC. All the coaches are are putting their input into the offense to try to put us as players in the best position possible. We as players are starting to – not starting to, but we – this is it. We're two and six. If we lose another game, we don't make a bowl. And so if there was any room for error last week, there now is none. We have to win four games to go to a bowl, and if we don't, we're not going to a bowl, which is a direct reflection of us as players. And so going into the bye week, I think we're we're getting excited to change the narrative. Um, I saw something today. It was a quote that I, I wanted to repeat. I forgot to write it down, so I, I'm going to paraphrase. And it was actually uh, people misattribute this quote to C.S. Lewis because I, I like C.S. Lewis. So when I saw that he said this, I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to go look it up. And when I in my research, I realized that C.S. Lewis never said that. They don't know who says it. But it's, uh, it's something along the lines of you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start right now and change the ending. And so we're two and six. No matter how much we moan and complain about being two and six, no matter what coaching changes we make, what player changes we make, at the end of the day, we're still two and six. We can't go back and replay Mississippi State. We can't go back and replay BYU. So going into the bye week, we're two and six. Now, after the bye week, we could go undefeated. We could go 4 now. That would get us to a bowl game. That's our main focus right now, is putting the best product on the field from an offensive standpoint so that at the end of the year, we can say we had a problem, we changed it, we came together as coaches and as players as a team to win games and put the program into a bowl game um, this would be what is it the third year in a row that we've gone to a bowl? Technically fourth, because but they didn't go to one in the COVID year because it got caught mm -hmm. off. But they were going to bowl game, so yeah, fourth bowl invite. Fourth bowl appearance invite, which would uh, it would be huge for the program. Um, I know the seniors on this team when they were freshmen, it was they had to struggle similar to how we're struggling this season. And for them to bring the program out of the depths to what they had when they won the Outback Bowl and the, the success that they had on the field last season, they want their legacy to be, we stumbled a bit, we fixed it, we course corrected and overcame all the adversity, all the doubters to go 4-0 after the bye week, make it to a bowl game, and that's going to be their legacy. And so we're all trying to just come together and help them realize that dream. So Josh, uh, you know, we'll look ahead into the the bye week and then just kind of moving forward. But I, I just like your opinion because obviously, uh, you mentioned the the game against Mississippi State, three points scored. I know there's been some struggles with the offense a lot this year, but uh, to to have three points scored and only being in the red zone once, just what in your mind, what was it that went wrong with the offense on Saturday? Yeah, I, I think across the board, and I don't think I'm out of line in saying that we were all we are all embarrassed for what we did. We um, played with a lack of passion, a lack of desire that um, it was evident when we watched film that something wasn't right. 
um, whether we weren't mentally in the right mindset going into the game. Uh, that ultimately doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we did not perform well. Um, I, I feel deeply sorry for the defense because they played one heck of a game. If you hold the opponent to under se- or seven points, you should expect to win that game 99.9% of the time. Um, so to see them play with the effort they did and for us as an offense not to match that, um, it's embarrassing. Uh, I mean, we have to walk the halls with them. Uh, it's they, don't, they do a good job of not directly blaming us, but you don't have to directly blame us when it isn't apparent. And so that's something that we're going to have to deal with because they're doing their job to put us in the best situation to win. The only reason we scored three points was because they intercepted it on the 20. So for them to put us in situations that we should have success in and for us not to up, uphold our end of the bargain is it's deeply uh, shameful. Well, Josh, now that uh, you got to turn the page and we get, you know, heading to the bye week and it was uh, mentioned, of course, Kenny Guyton, the wide receiver coach will now take over the, offensive play calling duties and also be coaching quarterbacks. Just what do you feel like in the bye week and heading into it? The offense itself, is it going to change? Is it going to be something new, something different? Like just kind of how is this new offensive coordinator coming in with Kenny Guyton? Like, what is it going to look like? And what are the things that you guys are going to work on here in this bye week, getting ready for Florida? I think during the bye week, we have to rediscover our passion for the game why are we need to learn our why and if it's changed since the last time we sat down and had that conversation with ourselves we need to discover it and apply it through practice and through our film sessions weight room sessions just we need to start playing the game passionately and that's something that we're going to focus on in the bye week and it's something that we need we for us to win we need to play with passion we need to play with desire and we need to want to win I think the the dangerous thing about losing is that you realize that it's not the end of the world. You lose one game and you're like, oh, this is horrible. We lost one game. You lose two games. You're like, oh, no, our season. When you lose five, it doesn't have the same kick. And that's the dangerous thing about losing because winning is hard. It's hard to win. It's a lot easier to lose. And once the facade breaks and you realize that, it's easy to lose. And if you start feeling like it's not that big of a deal to lose and it becomes okay to you to lose, that's when your season's lost. And so we need to rediscover that it is not okay to lose. We are winners. We need to win. It's hard to win, but at the end of the day, it's much more rewarding to win and have success on the field than it is to just get home and take a nap because the game ended. And that's something that we're going to be harping on this bye week just to get mentally in tune with the game. Um, I won't go into too much detail about how we're going to change the offense or if we're going to change the offense, because right now I feel like that's in our benefit. Um, I mean, if we're, if we're looking ahead to two weeks, Florida has their biggest game of the year right now. They're playing Georgia, so they're not even focused on us. So next week comes around. We have a whole new offensive coordinator. Our offense could be completely different. They don't know what to prepare for. So I'm going to keep that under wraps. I'm going to let someone else spill the beans. So uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe talk to the wide receivers. They might know more than me. (laughs) Speaking with Josh Braun, uh, Arkansas offensive lineman here. Thanks to Matt Black, all state insurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Josh. Now, you know, of course you go looking at everything too and and moving forward and everything. 
Um, you know, you look at it as, you know, get, get into a bowl game and you talk about re rejuvenating the energy and just kind of the, the passion that you have. It sounds, it sounds great, but I, how difficult can that be to rejuvenate it? You know, I've just always wondered maybe the bye week helps because you got a little bit more time to get to that point. But mm -hmm. I feel like bye weeks are a lot about physically getting healthier, but also in this case, mentally getting healthier. So just how do you rejuvenate that passion that you need as a team to go out there and compete? I mean, I think everyone does it differently. Um, and we were talking today as a team that there are real problems in the world that you can't fix. Um, you could have personal issues um, or things that happen to you that are outside of your control. And so although we are hitting this period of adversity, we are very blessed because we're the reason for the adversity. We're bringing it on ourselves. We're beating ourselves. So as soon as we stop beating ourselves and just play the game as we know to play it, as we've been coached to play it and be the players that we can be, then we're going to start having success. And even though it's a big problem, it's a problem that we can fix and only we can fix, which gives us excitement and something to look forward to going into practice this week. And um, I mean, that rejuvenates me um, just knowing that I'm, I'm the only one who can get myself better that I have ownership over my play and my responsibilities on the field. And if I take full accountability for my actions on the field and do the necessary steps needed to get better, then the offense will work better as a whole. Um, we said today that we're only one 11th of the offense. And a lot of the plays Saturday, 10 people were doing their job well. One person wasn't, whether it was miscommunication or um, just a, a missed assignment it halted the offense every time. And so that, that person changed play to play. Um, I was at a couple plays. Um, it just, we, we weren't cohesive as a unit. We weren't 11 whole 11s playing together. It was always 10 or nine and that hindered us. <clears throat> and so just this bye week is a good time to just all of us to, I don't want to say just keep coming together because that's been the narrative all season. We just got to come together and strive and win. And we haven't been doing that, but just because it's not happening doesn't mean that's not true, that that's the solution. It just means that we haven't been doing it. And so I don't know, maybe we'll hang out this weekend because we don't have a game and then that'll be the spark that starts the offense. But at the end of the day, we just have to be an offense and come together. <laughs> Well, that, I was actually going to ask you about uh, bye weeks because, you know, I, I've always been curious, you know, you get into the routine of, especially with you guys, every Saturday having a game and the amount of traveling you guys are having to be doing for a lot of those games. So when the bye week hits, just what is that like on that weekend? It, obviously, I'm sure you're still having some sort of practices or uh, film or whatever, but what do those weekends usually look like, at least for you, whenever uh, you do have a bye week in between big games, especially in the middle of the year? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the last time I was a part of a bye week um, was my sophomore year. And I believe I went with my wife's family to SeaWorld. Um, so I didn't really hang out with any of my teammates because I went to SeaWorld. But I think everyone just takes it differently. I know a couple guys are going to go hunt because it's hunting season and you just don't have time during football. But I'm sure some people are just going to play video games the whole time. But if that's what they need to rejuvenate their mind and their body to perform better in practice and on the field then more power to them. Uh, like I said, I went, I went shopping the other day or uh, yesterday. Oh, it's been a long 24 yeah. hours. 
I bet. Uh, so, I mean, just doing the little things in life that you're not able to do during the season. I think uh, this is my wife and I's first true fall where the trees are changing color. So I believe Friday or maybe Saturday we'll go for a hike and just see the, the trees. I think we'll go back to a yellow rock overlook. I think that's the name of the place. But um, so, I mean, that's my weekend plans. Uh, I spent the past hour when I got home trying to fix my uh, computer at home. So it's just doing the little things that you can't do during the season. So yeah, just being a normal person, I guess. Yeah, well, it's funny because obviously uh, at the game on Saturday, um, I don't know how you felt about it, but like there in the stands, I was like, I felt like I was hot. Like it was, I didn't feel like it was mid-October here in Northwest mm -hmm. Arkansas, which I know this is your first year up here, but that's not a normal thing. Our weather is pretty crazy in Arkansas <laughs> as it is, but like when I'm sitting there and it's in middle October and I, I'm like, I feel like I'm burning up. Like it's almost like a late mm -hmm. September game. It was, it was quite a weird thing. So yeah, once, mm -hmm. once the weather starts actually changing and it gets to fall, it's actually a lot more enjoyable. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I was still cold on Saturday. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, that with you, then that would be the case. Uh, yeah, that's for, for sure. So uh, because I know we'll talk more about it next week when uh, you're going to, to on the road to play Florida, mm -hmm. a team that you used to be at. But I, I'm just curious as far as your your family and maybe some friends and everything. You know, I know parents and everybody travel for games as it is. But uh, are you expecting to have uh, quite a big group that's going to be down there in Florida? Oh, yeah. And probably ch ch checking out the game. Definitely. Um, I mean, I've been asking teammates for tickets for the past eight months. So um, I think I, at least 12, and that's the bare minimum of just family members that'll be there. And then if I get more tickets, I'll invite some others. But um, I know that I have some friends in Gainesville that are going to the game. They've already told me. Um, I have uh, family friends that are also going and my father-in-law's neighbor is going to the game because he's been a season ticket holder for the past 30 years. And so it's definitely a, my own little homecoming. Well, and I think that that's a pretty fascinating thing too, because, you know, obviously with the adversity that you as a team and you just mm -hmm. in general have been going through this year, I know you're, you're obviously very religious. You're, you very lean on your faith a lot, which I know a lot of people appreciate, mm -hmm. but you know, in times of these adversities, uh, is there certain people that you go to, whether it's your wife, do you talk to your dad, your family, just are there certain people that you really talk to maybe a little bit more when times are pretty tough and you kind of lean on them a little bit? Yeah, I think um, in the past, my family, uh, so my grandfather and my dad's, well, my grandfather's on both of my parents' sides were pastors, um, but my grandfather on my dad's side, when I was growing up, he was the... Um, not moral compass, but sort of the, he was the patriarch of our family. Yeah. And so he was the one we'd all go to for advice, um, religious counseling, anything like that. Uh, so when he passed away my freshman year, we, uh, it sort of morphed into me more leaning more on my father for that in that regard. And so um, I just talked to him after every game, um, just run through all scenarios. We, uh, at least my family likes to, be ready for we're, we're prepared for anything because we like to plan and we like to hash out hypotheticals and, and take everything to the very end and see where it would go. And so we're, we just like to talk about those things. So, I mean, Saturday and Sunday, both, I talked to my dad for an hour. And then on Friday, I talked to him for 30 minutes, just about various things that could happen with uh, just in life in general. And so 
uh, if I had an answer that I would definitely say uh, my dad and then uh, me and my brothers are close. We, we talk frequently. So. Well, and I think, and this is just me from my personal experience, like I've had, you know, things whenever you hit certain, you know, trials and whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. and you get kind of going through it and you come out on the other end in a lot better spot. It's maybe a, something that helps you strengthen yourself whenever you go through that. And I know that you're still obviously in college and still, uh, relatively young but has there been maybe sometimes in your whether it's your football playing career or just in life in general that you've experienced this adversity and came out better on the other end that maybe helps you also kind of deal with this as an individual and kind of builds up your strength a little bit to handle it a little bit easier i mean definitely i, I mentioned before that this is my my second time going through a coaching change and the lessons that i learned during the first time i'm applying now i'm trying to help my teammates who haven't gone through this before understand what's going on and the repercussions of this event as a whole and what it could mean for them. And just, I've, I've done this before, so I understand what goes on. I knew, I knew it was coming, not, not this particular um, instance, but it's when you're around college football long enough, you can see the signs and you know, at some point something's going to happen just because you need a scapegoat or it's just the way college football works. And so I've been not letting this impact how I play or how I approach the game, but in the back of my head, I've been expecting something to happen Um, just because I've been there before and I've seen the signs, but I know that what I've gone through before at the end of the day, I'm here now and it's a better situation and I'm happier. I'm, um, I'm in a, a much better situation with much greater opportunities now than I was back then. And I had to go through that period of turmoil to fully realize the blessings and benefits that I have now. Well, and also like say this Florida game, I know that's, that's your next game and still a, a couple of weeks away, but I'm, I'm just curious too. Is it one of those things to where if you, as soon as y'all experience that win, like you say, if you go down to Florida and you, and you win and you, you get that SEC win and you, you end this losing streak like that, does it just feel like maybe one of those things, as soon as you do it, it kind of just makes it open up a little bit to where now it's like <laughs> the confidence is back up. You feel like you could finish a lot stronger. Is it just something like just taking it to where you can finally mm-hmm. see it on the scoreboard at the end to where all, all it takes is that little push to get you guys going and feeling that once again? Definitely. Uh, Coach Pittman told us today that to his knowledge and his understanding, Arkansas has never won a game in the swamp. Um, I don't know how accurate that is. It's true. Um, well, if, if you say it's true, I'm going to use that. So to do something that's never been done before in a season that we're having such as this, it would mean the world to the team as a whole, but individually it would mean the world to me. Um, I jokingly said um, over the summer to one of my buddies, I was like, I don't care if we lose any game as long as we beat Florida. Um <laughs> I didn't know how true that would be. So (laughs) if I could go back in time and change my words, I probably would. But at the end of the day, this is, to me, this is the biggest game of the season. Um, Closely followed by Missouri, um, just because I hate Missouri. Um, That's a personal thing. Same. That's actually part of why I went to Arkansas, because I was like, I hate Missouri, y'all hate Missouri. It's perfect. Oh, then it worked (laughs) out perfectly then, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so yeah, I mean, this it was funny because when I was at Florida, we would always say we're this we're insert team name here, we're their Super Bowl. 
when USF came and played us, we we're like, oh, we're USF Super Bowl. We're going to get their best game. Tennessee, we're as well. We're Tennessee Super Bowl. This is their biggest game. So now to be on the other side of that, I'm like, yeah, this is the freaking Super Bowl. This is my biggest game. This is the most important to me. And so it's just funny how things work out. Uh, well, last one before I let you get out of here. I, I know this may sound really cliche, but I, I think it's just because, you know, in, in at least in my business, I have to deal with a lot of the fans. And as, as you can imagine, I'm sure you've been, uh, you know, maybe seen some of it. Like, I, I, I can't even keep up with the ridiculousness of a lot of it, but also uh, the un understandable frustrations that fans have, too. So mm -hmm. as a player on the team and with all the uncertainty going on right now, just what would your message be to all the fan base for the Razorbacks if, they're they're upset they're wanting you know to blow everything up you know just uh, you cut it all out like what would you be your message to those who are just uh, on the edge and and really not enjoying this and, and wanting it to all come to an end just what would your message be for them so as i was leaving the game saturday i was walking to my car and as i got to the parking lot this um this lady razorback fan got out of her car and walked up to the edge of the parking lot and yelled at us and she said no matter what we still love y'all and that meant a lot to me as a player because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're two and six. You're not winning any games for them. They're paying hard-earned money that they worked hours and hours for. They drove however many hours they drove to be at the game. And for us to put that on the field, I, I understand their frustrations. Um, they're, they're spending their money to come watch us play. And we're, again, they're entering into a, a social contract where they're going to support us on the field. It's our end of the deal to go perform well and win games for the state of Arkansas so that they can have a proud college football team in their state that they can show off to everyone. And so I understand their frustrations. I want to thank them for their continued support um, throughout this season with uh, all the emotions, the negative emotions, because we've been losing so much. I, I see them. I, I feel them. I hear them. I, I apologize that it hasn't gone better, um, but at the end of the day, just thank you for your support. Um, I, I respect fans incredibly because I'm not necessarily a fan of any team that I'm not on. Um, I, I don't, when I was a kid and I'd watch my brothers play and when they lose, it would ruin my whole weekend. And then like, when I was like, 14 I, I realized I was like why am I doing this to myself <laughs> and for them to willingly do that to themselves put their mood for the weekend in our hands it's it's something that we're responsible for and it's a great honor to be in that position and so I, I respect the I respect them very much and I, I just thank you that's that's all I can say well Josh as always man we really appreciate you joining us and uh, appreciate you coming on I know it's uh, been a crazy few days for you, a crazy season for you in general, but we always appreciate it and uh, get some much needed uh, rest and uh, focus up because I know you got a big game coming up against Florida and we look forward to catching up with you next week to talk more about it. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it.